Tales from the Chip, Episode 7, with Chris Smith. Chris will introduce himself on the podcast. This is the first episode I've recorded face-to-face, so it will sound a little bit different. The sound quality will be a little bit lower um, because we were face-to-face, and it will be a little bit more conversational in nature, um, which comes with being in the same room as each other. So I haven't edited this, so it will sound a little bit rawer, but hopefully that is a good thing. <laughs> uh, so you want to know a bit about me I was born in Brighton Hospital uh, no longer exists now it's a palliative care hospital so I might end up back there one day um, lived in Cheltenham till I was seven then we moved up at Beaconsfield um, and moved down to Dramana in 209 very good so this is a cricket chat mainly predominantly cricket so what are your earliest memories of the game of cricket yeah I, having listened to the other podcast that you know uh, i thought back now what's my earliest memory and and it's a vivid one my grandfather took me to the mcg it was a 1979 boxing day test versus west indies and um he actually worked in the media center there he was security there's many stories about that too but he sat us down in the while he was working and he sat us down um on the aisle and then it came to the lunch break and in those days they used to walk through the crowd to get to the ground so i remember sitting there and the west indians walking off and it was as much a cultural shock to see these you know blokes you haven't seen before but they were massive. So first Clive Lloyd, then Viv, yeah, then Whispering Death. But it, then Joel Garner walked past, and he was the most enormous bloke I'd ever seen in my life. You know, I came up to his knee, and it, you know, I was nine at that stage. But it's etched it. One of my earliest memories was that day at the MCG. Yeah, it would have been pretty, um, pretty cool to see the West Indies in full flight with those guys. Yeah, the big cat and Mikey and. And they won that series too. The Windies did. Yeah. yeah. They used to just bog us for fun. Yeah, but that was, yeah. So that was Clive Lloyd's first game as captain. And they were just, yeah, it was probably the start of their era, I reckon. Viv, just before Viv. No, Viv was there. He top scored for the test. Would have been young. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was young. But I think he made 90 off 100. 20 balls or something. Was that know. when Lily got him out last ball of the day? Was that? Nah, uh, that was after that, I reckon. Yeah, I think that was the later series. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. would have been pretty cool to be there for that. Yeah, yeah. But just to Joel Garner, just this enormous man walking past, and it's like, yeah, so that was my earliest memory of cricket. Yeah, that would have been cool. That's, yeah. um, yeah, I wish I had seen the, the West Indies in full flight. I yeah. wish they were still in, their cricket was still in good shape. Yeah, I remember we went to another Boxing Day test and saw Ambrose in full flight, and he was just amazing. He he could make the ball talk that bloke. He was, yeah, he was he was probably just before my time of really understanding what was going on with cricket. I remember Courtney Walsh was probably yeah. So they were partnered at yeah, that stage. He, but he went on a bit longer. Yeah, I sort of remember him when he was he was just about washed by then, but he was. So, I don't remember, on Channel 9, they used to sell the panoramic photos. Yeah, yeah, 
I've got that one. MCG Ambrose coming in, sign scoreboard. That's on the wall. When Tony Gregg used to flog all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Memorabilia. Yeah. <laughs> the old Channel Nine uh, kickbacks. Yeah, that's right. All right. So that's a pretty cool earliest memory. Um, so you grew up around what, Cheltenham until you were seven, and then around what Beaconsfield area from there. Yeah. So. In, I'll get back to Upper Beak, but in the when I was a junior, Upper Beak, they'd gone into recession as a club. They're actually older than Red Hill, but they went into recession, you know, lack of players. So my first junior experience was under 12s at Beaconsfield. And um, our coach at the time was a Coca-Cola rep. So he drives all around in his station wagon. We'd all get into the product. By the time we got to the ground at 9am, we were all on these sugar highs, you know, <laughs> just running amok. So, but I only played one year of juniors. I I played footy at Beaconsfield and footy probably took over. You know, cricket wasn't a passion at that time. So after that, so we lived through Ash Wednesday bushfires at Upper Beak. So um, a lot of the, a lot of our friends lost their houses because some lost their lives, you know. But it was after that the, gov- uh, the Victorian government gave a grant and they redid the ground. So you think the chips are bad ground. Upper Beak's main ground was just horrible. It just was on a big slope because... Like Red Hill, top of the hill, you know, was never excavated properly. It just slanted. So after fires, they redid the ground to MCG specs. It was, you know, it's a massive ground now and built new rooms. And then from that, the club reformed in, I think, 84, 85. Right, 84, 85. Yeah. So it's, yeah. But I didn't... So I was still playing footy at Beaky and then... After I finished BCE, a couple of mates said, I'll oh, come and play cricket. So I, I started the 88-89 season. That was my first season of proper cricket, I guess. When you were, what, 18, yeah. 19 something? 18, 19, yeah. And what grade did you go into then? Uh, I started, I think they had four grades then. And I started, well, I started at the bottom, you know. I had no training no skills and then made it to the thirds I think that year and you know slowly progressed and that's synthetic out there or yeah, yeah. Synthetic. very similar yeah so yeah similar sort of thing so the ground would be about the same as the big ground at Red Hill yep so, so I think they made that to MCG specs roughly yeah. it's a little bit more oval shaped MCG is pretty round yeah I think it's roughly the same sort of. That's yeah. Probably why they made it like that. So it was the same. Yeah. Um, so Upper Beak and Red Hill very similar, right? We're on. We're up the hill. We wear maroon. You know, we're. I think Red Hill centenary next year is it? Last year. Last year. Okay. And then. Yeah, missed it. Ah, uh, COVID. And uh, yeah, so. I think Upper Beaks was about 10 years ago, but as I said, they went into recess for about 14 years in that that period. Yeah, well, Red Hill would have been 
in recession during the war years, but yeah, they still, did, still yeah. sort of yeah around. Same with the footy club; they had a few years of yeah. You see, on recess. the honour boards, recess due to World yeah, War One, yeah. World War Two, you know, when all the uh, all the uh, all the blokes were yeah. away, yeah, um, probably didn't come back a fair few of them. Um, all right, so Upper Beak, and then you ended up a life member there. Yes. Um, Must have tricked a few people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I did, not that I've ever done at Red Hill, and I've had my time, but, you know, I did a lot of committee work back then and, you know, did the hard yards. Um, yeah, it was a great honour to be a life member. Now I'm working on my second one. Yeah, that'd be um, be a fair feast being a life member at two clubs. Yeah. Now, how'd they give you that? Was that a, a presentation night? Yeah. And was it a surprise? And uh, yeah, no, it? it was a surprise. Uh, it was at a presentation night. Yeah. Uh, me and another guy that I play a lot of cricket with, we we both received at the same night. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good when they do a couple, especially if they're. Guys that have had a lot to do with each other, you know, to get it together, yeah. sort of gives it a little bit extra. It does, yeah. Meaning, I guess so. It's you know, obviously it doesn't always work out like that, but um, that'd be something, yeah, that would make it a little bit extra special, I guess. Um, yeah, and it's always uh, can be a bit of a touchy subject, I guess, when it comes up at committee meetings. But it's always you know a pretty special thing when you you all decide. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna have a new life member this year, or or whatever. I think, and, I think yeah. I've done. Well, I think I've been on the committee when we've probably had three or four now. Yeah, and it's 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 the highlight of the presentation. Oh, really. absolutely! You Unless know, it's the, a, you know, the, a flag year or something. It's a you know, that's probably the best part of the night. Yeah, there's, if there's a life member, because it doesn't happen every year. Like Jay's one and Ken's one, you know, they're special. Yeah, you can see how special it was to Jay. You know. Yeah. Um. Kenny, when uh, was that when Lincoln tried to do the speech and he <laughs> lost it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was telling him, I was going, Milts, you know, this is. Have you got something planned? You're going to be able to get this out. Yeah. You can't just wing it. Yeah. And he's like, No, no, I got it. Let me go. Let me go. Because yeah. I, I was hosting it that night. And he gets up, gets about three words out, and he's yeah. gone. Yeah. He's just done. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, uh, he was like, um, Spud. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Inducting Tony Lockett. Yeah, exactly. I'm gone here. Reminiscent of that, yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that must have been pretty special, and who knows, one day you might get the second one, but not if I'm still on the committee. <laughs> so, a, a couple of memories from that league. So, we played West Gippsland, so uh, we're playing against... We're playing on this ground, and it was why, you know... Lengthways it was shorter than widthways, if you like. So I bowled this bouncer to a bloke. And you got to remember, these are the days pre-helmets, right? So I've sconed this bloke in the head, dislodged his cap, and it's bounced off his head and gone for six. And it's like... And this bloke picks up his cap, shakes it out, puts it back on his head. Next, Paul. I remember you telling me that, and I did not believe you. Yeah. I said, no, nah, there's no way. I know. It was, it must, and I said to you that night, 
Must have just glanced him on the hard on bit the of his out. head. Yeah, and just kept going. Yeah, yeah. and then... Yeah, I remember you telling me that, and then I didn't believe you until I saw it happen um, in the 2020 game at Red Hill. Lincoln was bowling down the hill, and he was bowling pretty quick, and he it skimmed the back of his skimmed the back of the bloke's helmet and went for six down yeah. the hill. And the umpire called it runs because he called it six runs because he's going like, what? Can't he? I mean, he must have hit it. He must have top edged it, but he was like, you know, he had the bat down here and he's ducking. Yeah. This and just going, shook out his hat, put it back on, next ball. Six so. leg buys. I don't know, like, <laughs> how's it even possible? That would have been, yeah, no helmet days. And there's another memory of that. So, yeah, I'm no great cricketer. Just, you know, worked hard and, been, you know, got to the ones and um, we were playing Hallam one day and there was all this talk about this Robbie Walton straight out of um, district cricket. You know, and the word was, you know, on his day, he's quicker than Merv and rah, rah, rah. And so it's like, oh, you know, we're all shitting ourselves, right? Yeah, Merv in his young days or Merv in no, his... No, so Merv in his prime. In his were, Comets days. No, no, no. <laughs> so about the same time Merv was, you know, really making inroads in the test team. So, and Robbie's come back to Hallam. So I've gone out to face him and I've faced up, going, oh, watch, 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 watch the ball. Next thing I need, no, hits the keeper's gloves. <laughs> And I haven't seen it. It's like, <laughs> oh, God. I've got no... This bloke could kill me, right? So, yeah. So, next ball. My front foot's already out before he's released the ball this time. And straight out of the middle of the bat. Like, oh, that, that feels a bit better. And then, uh, next ball, nicked off to second slip and gone. So, probably pretty, saved my life. And pretty happy. About <laughs> <laughs> no arguments. No, no. One of those times you're happy to be dismissed, I It's got to be... It's just about the the most helpless, worst feeling in cricket when you just can't see the ball no. going. It's too quick. Yeah. I just, I'm just going to hope I don't get bowled. Just do that in the gloves. It's like, well, one, hope I don't get hurt, and then two, I'll just try not to get bowled. I just won't move. I remember uh, Herrick was bowling pretty quick one game, and it was his, his sort of stock ball, when he pitched it up, I could see and I could play all right. But when he bowled short, I just lost it. Couldn't see it. And I re- he must have put a bit extra because he was all shoulder as well. So he could sort of go up kilometres without you really noticing anything because it was just all that last bit of the shoulder. Yeah. And it had this... It would follow you and it was quick and it never really got up. It was only sort of... Like, it would never just clear your head. It was just... Oh. I was that, that, and I was going, Darty, can you just face him? Can, you, <laughs> can we just not run singles? Like... <laughs> That reminds me of another bloke. There was this bloke from Turden called Greg Bethune, and he was probably six foot ten, right? So you can imagine where the ball release is. And it just came from such a height. You didn't, on it. Yeah. You just didn't know where it was going to pitch, how it was going to be. And it's like, I think at, he went on to another league somewhere, but when he left West Gippsland, he had 29 hat tricks. 29 hat tricks. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. That leads me. That actually reminds me. You've uh, you've been on a hat trick how many times? Twenty nine, and never taken one. No. That have you had any close calls? I've had. Has, uh, there, been a, has there been a Shane Warne dropping? Yeah, Damian there was one Fleming's second hat trick. Yeah, <laughs> there was one dropped at second slip, and one game I got three wickets in four balls. <laughs> on two occasions, I bowled a no ball, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, 29. It went up one last year. I 
Yeah. Oh, well. The further you know, you, you, and we actually one night we had Damien Fleming out to training, and he's and it, we were talking about it, and he's going, "Just bowl your stock ball, just bowl your stock ball," but then that, that hasn't worked for me either. So it's like, no, you won't get one no. now. It's been too long. Uh, yeah, I know. That a hat trick and a century, and I'd die happy. I think so. 84 is my top score, but uh, yeah, they're the two. You keep going down the grades, you might, <laughs> might get there. We've got, we got six now, yeah. You know? I know. There's, there's a chance, yeah. I'll keep going. Six, it might work, yeah. All right, so a couple of good stories there, and you moved down to the peninsula in 09, did you say? Yeah, and then you had a year at Dramana. So we moved down in the October and just getting set up. I reckon I went down to training in maybe late October and played the remainder of the season there. But it it just didn't look great. OK club. Um, they were struggling at the time, I think. Um but it was a very blokey club. Uh, so I ended up going back to Upper Beak and travelling for a couple more years. So, yeah, I, I guess what you know and your mates and all that, you know, that was a draw. But the disadvantage was, you know, getting there, not training as often as you'd like, you know. But, but yeah, little, for a couple of years. A little bit harder for your car to know the way home. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Autopilot ran out then. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so wouldn't, have, wouldn't have worked for uh, someone that enjoys a Victoria. I know, and that was hard. Much. Like, and especially function nights. Like, some nights I'd stay at mates' joints over there, but yeah, you know, um, it just wasn't the same, I guess. Nah, no, no, neither the local. Um, even when I was living at my dad's for a little bit in Frankston South and driving down to Red Hill, I was like. Not much fun. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yeah, so that's getting a bit far. So you were at Germana, back to Upper Beak for, for a year or so, yeah. and then eventually found your way up the hill. How did that come about? Well, so I got roped into uh, doing Kick. I got dobbed in by a bloke, Goody, Miles' old man, Goody uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's dobbed me in. So I just did that, and um, then that led to coaching the juniors. And Kingsley was one of the kids I was coaching, God, fortunately. God, God help you. Yes. And you came back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Digger was always into me. Come on, you got to play for Red Hill. It's like, yeah, yeah. So eventually, I thought, what the hell? So I remember I turned up to training the first night, and this big bloke comes up to me and goes, I've been waiting for you. I go, what are you talking about, mate? I don't know you. <laughs> no, nah, I've been waiting for you to turn up. I'm going, hang on, what has this bloke got in his head? Yeah, hey? And it, it, this is Ross we're talking about. And um, so Ross had played with one of my good mates who's also a life member at Upper Beak in Darwin. And he told him that I'll try and get him up there. So, yeah, so that was the first night. And um, I later found out that you all thought I was a spy from somewhere. <laughs> no, what it was was it was when Brownie tried to introduce the 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 um the dart the dartboard as like the fines. 
Yeah. So you'd throw the if you had a fine, you'd throw the dart, and every number on the dartboard had a a punishment or like a a dare sort of thing. And one of them was you had to go and train at another club. Ah. No, it didn't. It never kicked off. The dartboard never took off. Like it, it didn't work. But we, what we thought was, you were, Some... the, you were the bloke from Dramana <laughs> who had thrown the dart at Dramana, and the and the dare was go and train at Red Hill. Ah. <laughs> so we, so for the first few weeks or whatever it was, you were just the bloke from Dramana that, <laughs> that was training, and it was like you know we were gonna the dartboard was gonna kick off, and it was like, uh, that explains it. It was like warm up with the opposition on a Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's like. And Brownie's going, it'll get to the stage where every single week there'll be a different bloke here <laughs> like from a different club. And it, it just never, it never kicked off. But it was, some of them were pretty funny. Like there was one you had to, you had to, um, you had to busk in the, in the town you were playing in that day. And there was, there was some pretty funny ones, but yeah, it just, it just never took off. So yeah, we thought you were the bloke from Dramana or the, <laughs> the, the bloke from Tukaruk that threw the, threw the dart. Yeah, took a rook. That's a strange game, isn't it? The old tip. Yeah. The car body's coming up. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to that. Because my grandparents had a place at Rye, so we actually used to go to that tip when it was a tip. And the old-style tip where you could climb through the rubble and, you know. Yeah, they don't let you do that anymore. No, it's all very, you know, very strict these days. You can't even walk out with anything. I, play, I, th- I think I've only played at Tukaruk once. I think it might have been a 2020 game. I think I just missed all the um, Tukaruk games. That, what that, a, yeah, that's a strange place to play. Mm. I played one game Red Hill, not on that ground, but they, I remember rocking up and the pitch dips. It was like, you know, it dips to the middle. It was like, that was a Dramana game. It's like, what is it? And then yeah. dawned on me, it's the old tip. It's sinking. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to get a, a graze or something on that ground. No. <laughs> get a, no. Need a tetanus shot. No. So, yeah, it was Digger that, you know, was the instigator there. So you made it You made it up and you played in the... How many teams did we have back I then? Maybe only the three? Nah, we didn't have five back then, I reckon. Well, Four I played maybe. in the old boys team. Fourths, maybe? Yeah. That was a great year, like, to play with the club legends of Frank and... Ma, uh, Gary and um, what were your, Stevie. What were your first impressions of Gary Martin? Uh, they haven't altered, really. <laughs> but so Sean Martin, he was um, he. We joined the same year, so we we spent a season together. And I, you know, it was like he's probably the person I played the most cricket with at the club. Sean Martin. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Cut from a different cloth. Sean, yeah, but could say that. Yeah. <laughs> Great fella, love him. Yeah, he is. All the Martins are unique in yeah. their, own, their own way. Yeah, especially Gary. Yes. <laughs> you might have heard some of my. Well, I, I was like, I enough, can't wait for his podcast. I played. I was lucky enough to play a little bit of first with Gary, like when he was sort of. Well, they kept dragging him back for years and years, but yeah, he was. Um, Still a pretty good bowler, but he's a great out, cricketer. Trying to figure out what he wanted you to do in the field, oh, yeah, just, just oh yeah, move bizarre. three inches just this like, way and five inches back. Just couldn't figure out what he meant half the time. He's going, and I'm going to rub the ball on my <laughs> <laughs> Gary. Just tell me where you want me to field, mate. I'll field there, and if it comes to me, I'll catch it. But I can't, <laughs> I can't figure out what you want. It was 
Yeah, very funny. Yeah, but that was a good year, and yeah, you know, and it was like having played higher grades. It was great to go back to blokes that just wanted to enjoy themselves, and there was a. And I think we made the finals. It might have been knocked out in the semi. I can't remember the granny. I don't know, but it was. A, I think you did make the granny. Yeah, I think you was did. It, yeah, it was a great year. So you had that year, and then you sort of found your bit of a found a bit of a niche in the thirds with. Um, well, I suppose it's changed Sammy, a bit. Sammy, yeah. With Sammy originally. And Brian. And Brian. And then Jay. Um, and you sort of been in the threes. Ever since. Yep. That can't last much longer, really. You had a twos game in there. Yeah, right? in, that was in the boys club. <laughs> that was embarrassing. When Ross had his little boys club yeah. happening, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, I didn't cover myself in glory that day. So your your highlights of the your time in the in the thirds. Um, having never won a premiership, and I think four losing or five, I I've lost count. Um, to win a premiership was amazing, but being the COVID one and not to experience, because we would have won anyway. With the team we had, we would have won, I reckon. So, yeah, you would have won. We um, smashed everyone. We were undefeated all year. So, to not experience, you know, when the final siren goes or, you know, the end of the game, I feel robbed a bit, but, yeah, it's the world we live in, so we can't do much about it. Yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. I think I've said to Nobby or whoever I was speaking to, it's sort of like, it's a little bit hollow in a way, but cricket sort of like that with grand finals. A lot of the time the games are sort of fizzers anyway, you know, and it's not like footy where you get that final siren and everyone's on the ground yeah. at the same time. Like, you know, you might be chasing 90 in a grand final and your two openers just knock off the runs and that's the end. Like, you don't, you sort of, you don't, you don't get a, you don't necessarily get a final siren. Um, we were sort of lucky in our first premierships that we, we sort of did. Like, Darty hitting the winning runs against Delacan Park was pretty special. Yeah, that was an amazing game. And to, um, Just to be a spectator. Lincoln's catch in the first one against Rosebud was a pretty good catch as well to get the 10th wicket. So we sort of did have a bit of a, a, um, you know, a siren, as you say. But, yeah, cricket sort of can be a little bit hollow. But, yeah, that was... Um, that was sort of bizarre. That was the start of COVID. We didn't really know what we were in for. Did no. we? It was, uh, we weren't really taking it seriously at the time. It was we sort of just had our had our party and carried yeah. on. And um, yeah, it was a strange time. That's for sure. It still is. <clears throat> All right. So that's a bit of a on-field highlight. The premiership. Um, what about your seven further? Was it a seven for? Um. I've had pretty good. I've had a couple of seven fers at Upper B. Um, I got an eight fer. But yeah, my <laughs> it might sound funny, but my aim's at, to make a century. You know, and well, I'll take a hat trick. It'd be really nice, but like you said, I'm running out. <laughs> I've had my chances. Um, yeah, it's. I think that. My seventh at Cardinia, like, we played Cardinia and they were a really good side and I, 
you know, it, you know, as a bowler, some days it's just it happens for you. Some days it doesn't, and you just work through it. But that day, Cardinia, just everything went right. You know, it was like, you know, they were all legit, bold, LB caught behind. You know, they were all legit wickets. It was a, and you know, I think they might have gone on to win the premiership that year. So they were a good side. Cardinia's always been a strong. Um, Dwayne Doig, who played down here, he was there. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. time. So, yeah, the for <laughs> a club that's nowhere like Cardinia, got a primary school, general store, and that's it, and a hall. Sorry, and and to get the quality of cricketers they do, it's amazing. So, so. it'd be like what Maruduck or something like that. Yeah, basically nothing. Yeah. yeah. But they're always strong. And you got seven for against them. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, and you got a seven for... What did you get? You got 14 of fourteen wickets for the match or something against uh, Seaford Tigers, was it? In the I think thirds? it was six and six. Or six and six. Twelve yeah. for the match, maybe. Yeah. That would have been pretty good. Mm. I remember Ten seeing weeks. videos of that. Daz Borthwick yeah, 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 videoing yeah. every ball. Yeah. <laughs> Another day where, you know, the whether it's, yeah, you don't know what it is, whether it's a ball, whether it's your action, you know, but yeah, if I, I could bowl an outswinger, then an inswing, you know, and it just all worked, you know, and they were going, you know, so. It's good when you have that. But it was good to do it at Linden House, that was, you know. Oh, <laughs> the scene of, yeah, uh, it was just, the Saints yeah, falling apart. <laughs> we don't want to drive just to see. inspired by, you know. Inspired by Nick Rewell yeah. not wanting to drive there from his oh, Brighton's no cafes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good when you have those days where everything just works. Yeah. Um, I had one of them at Flinders, made 140, but that's another story. <laughs> that's for when someone interviews me and I can talk about that day just for as long as you want. Yeah. I've got to think of that. All right, so that's some on-field highlights. Uh, what about some off-field highlights or uh, some of the funnier moments you've had on a cricket field or around a cricket club? Um, there's off-field highlights, like, and, you know, I chase cricket, you know, where I'm going. So in 2000, my brother got married in Auckland and there happened to be a test on it at the same time. So <clears throat> it was quite a historic test because that's where Warney broke Dennis Lilly's uh, wicket. Funky team. Miller. That was Funky yeah. Miller. On there. Yeah, correct. I just listened to a podcast with Funky Miller the other day. He's yeah. an interesting cat. So he lives in Vegas now. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that too. So we're all gathered in Auckland for the you know, Bucks and all that. So we've gone to every day of the test. So... And obviously, Test cricket's not that popular in New Zealand, so you know, well, yeah, and we were quite loud and uh, you know, yelling out. And uh, at one stage, my mate who's not with us anymore, he's going, "Go on, Sainers!" And all you see from second slip is Warney put up his thumb, going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember last day of the Test, Casperwitz uh, has come down to fine leg, and he's across the rope he's going boys mate 
you've been sensational all week. You know, we really appreciate your support. We can hear you out there. It's like, no shit, you can hear us out there. <laughs> yeah, so we're allowed. But anyway, so test winds up, and like we wanted to catch catch them coming out of the rooms. And it's like, uh, so we wait outside the rooms and nothing. You know, all the Kiwis are going home. And so we went across to the Auckland Cricket Club, which is neighbouring the ground. And they were open, they had the bar open, and say, so, oh, come in, lads. All right. So we're sitting there and talking to a couple of blokes, and this bloke had played three tests for New Zealand. And rah, rah. So a couple of hours, you know, talking with these blokes, we bought the Auckland Cricket Club tie, and, you know, <laughs> we, you know we got that round our neck with our T-shirts. And so, so, uh, so we're sitting out on the deck, and the next thing we see, the back of the ground, the Aussie boys are walking out of the rooms. And it's like, so we've all bolted across there. So they're all three sheets to the wind, these boys. And it's like, <laughs> and they're piling into the, you know, they're still in their whites, piling into the vans. Warney's getting in the driver's seat. It's like, oh God, you know. And <laughs> next thing, uh, they've ripped Fleming's shirt off and it's out the door. And it's like, we've, you know, we've picked it up. He's going, oh, I need that shirt for next test. It's like, all right, all right. So they probably spent 10 minutes with us, you know, and we got McGrath's autograph, Warney's, you know punters and all that and they go boys you should have knocked on the door we would have let you in the rooms it's oh, like oh no don't say shit. that now imagine like, that yeah. in the rooms yeah. after a test match yeah right, like, you would have been in the song in yeah the, in the circle for well, well even if we missed the uh you know the song it would have been amazing but you know and it's like so they're going oh come on come with us it's like so we've hailed two taxis and it's like Indian drivers it's like mate do not lose those vans <laughs> well I reckon Warney drove that quick we, he lost us by the first corner I've heard, like, that, I've heard that Warney used to always drive the bus yeah. it's like if you could pick one bloke that shouldn't be driving uh, the bus after a test yeah. it's probably Warney so I think Errol Alcott drove one and Warney was in the other it's like and you know Warney was gone yeah. well he wouldn't have been in the bus with uh, John Buchanan would he wouldn't have been no <laughs> he would have been no, in the other no, one no yeah, I've heard that. He used to always drive the bus for some reason. So that was a, that was a great four days. The the other one was um, so, uh, so. A group of us met up in Italy. A few years later, a lot of the crew that were there that day, and then Sandy and I sort of went on to Ireland, and then on the way back we called England through England. It's like, if we're here, I've got to go to Lords, and she's going. Yeah, all right. So we're going to Lords and we're, we're doing the, we did the tour, you know, the Indian drive, you know, just loving cricket and it's sort of, and then he walks us around the stands through the long room, you know, amazing history. And so we're walking through the stands and the gates open and I've walked out there. Excuse me, sir, you can't go out there. You know, we've got a test next week. Okay, mate, I might never be back here. I'm going out on the ground. But I'd hatched this plan, so I was going to get a bit of grass because we were flying out the next day. So I bent down, pulled a bit of the grass out, it's like, whacked it in my pocket, and then got back and uh, wrapped it in cellophane and on, you know, bought it. Get a cultivator. Yeah, no, so I think I'm out of uh, trouble by now. So I got it home, got it through, I was going through custom shit myself, you know, and I've got. <laughs> Got it home, 
planted it and I was growing it. So on the windowsill, I had this clump of Lord's grass in a pot growing. You know, it's pretty special. Yeah, and so special, right? So it's probably you know the size of your fist. And um, we were go- I was going to my brother's living in LA at that time. I said, Dad, one thing, just look after my grass, just water it. You know. You can see it, can't you? So I get back and it's dead. He's round up it. <laughs> okay. That's what I said. He said, I've watered it every day. I go, what with rounder? <laughs> and it's like, so, but you know, for a few months I had this Lord's grass growing on the windowsill. That is a, yeah. That, that, yeah. Well, two things that reminds me of. I've got a, um, somewhere around here, I've got a jar of um, Punt Road turf yeah. that they were selling in save our skins they were selling it's about like <laughs> next a tiny... to the pile of shit they jumped out of the phone no spud took that only <laughs> put it on the garden this tiny little jar it's like you know it's probably 10 grams or something tigerland turf mm. um, they were flogging during save our skins when they were penniless um and the second one my my lord's story so i um did a bit of a Euro trip a few years ago and it was the it was the last day. Like I got back I was flying home from London, so I got back to London and I had like the whole day to kill. I think I was flying out that night or early that morning or something. And I'm having a look around at things to do. And I've seen there's a county game on and it's Middlesex versus Middlesex playing Somerset, I think it was. And Buck Rogers was playing for I think that was his last year, he was playing for Somerset. He had played a lot for Middlesex, I think, but he was playing for Somerset that year. I said, oh, all right, I'll, I'll go to that. I haven't been to Lords, so I'll go and have a look around, watch the county game. Go in. It's funny, it was expensive. It was like 25 pounds or something wow. for a county game, or 20 pounds or something. It's so tiny, in, isn't it? Tiny little ground. Like, you you walk it, along and you think, there can't be a ground got here. Got the tube to um, St. John's Wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got yeah. up, and I'm thinking... No, that's right. I stumbled upon Lords in the first place. I was walking past and I was like, that's Lords. Like, and there's a game on. Oh, sweet. Um, so I came back later when it started going. The bloke's sort of showing me around because there was no one there. Um, and he's going, oh, you can go around there and you can go and eat there and you can you know, you can go and have a look at the media centre and all that. And the, the practice pitches are out there at the nursery end and, and all that. And... Um, Bucky was on 100 overnight. This must have been the second day. And I sent him a tweet on on Twitter. And I said, oh, you know, Aussie at Lords or something. And he didn't get back to me, but he got back to me after play. And he goes, oh, mate, like I've just seen this. We would have had champagne and pims, yeah. or, pims and lemonade or something. And I go, oh, fuck. Whatever. Um, but the really funny thing was, I'm sitting there. I'm, just, I'm looking at my phone or something. And I get a message from Tom Collette. And this is before Tom came to play at Red Hill yeah, right. like, I knew Tom because he went to school and that but you know, I haven't spoken to Tom in ages and he goes are you at Lords and I said yeah I am and he goes look to your left and I looked over there and there's Tom Collette no. sitting there and he goes and so he came over he was in the members and he goes oh come in here so I've gone to come around and the same bloke that was showing me around he goes you're not coming in here dressed like that because I didn't have a collar on because I was just in my backpacking clothes so I went out the back. I went out to the the um, merchandise place to see, <laughs> see if they had a, a polo shirt or something. But I think the only one they had was like ridiculously expensive. So I didn't buy one. 
but Tom came out and we sat there for a bit. Yeah. And it was bizarre. I was like, <laughs> get this message out of nowhere. Are you at Lords? Like, yeah, I am. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. But so you went to school together? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we are in the same year at school, yeah. 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 Um, bizarre ground, though, isn't it? Like, it's got the, the pavilion at one end. Yeah. It's like, you see that balcony you've yeah. seen on, the Very balcony you've seen on TV yeah. a million times, and it's like this tiny little balcony. Yeah. You can't even sort of think they would all fit on it, like all those photos. So in that there. tour, you got to go and stand out there. That was good. Yeah, I would have loved that. And, but the, the media center, surely they could have done something better there. It's no. pretty ugly. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah, just Yeah. It just detracts. And then, yeah, yeah. There's, there's the stand along the side, and then behind the media center, there's the, the practice pitches. And, but you, you know, walk along the street, and, you know, it's got the brick wall, and it's like, there can't be a ground here. Yeah, but the Gabba's like that. You didn't, you would have been to the Gabba, have you? No, I haven't. The Gabba's like that. You just walk along in Brisbane and there's the Gabba. Yeah, right. And it's a bit like um, Geelong, the ground at Geelong. Like it's yeah, just, it's just on the street. Been, you sort yeah. of just walk. It's yeah, the Gabba's like that. It's bizarre. It's not like you know the G where you got. Well, soon it might be like that. Well, yeah. with all that redevelopment. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so pretty funny Lord's story. Um, all right, so, yeah, cool. Uh, what about some of your favourite teammates over the years? Probably I, leaning towards Red Hill, but... Before we go on, on oh, we've got, we got to mention Adelaide. Oh, well, keep going, yeah. yeah. Keep going with your... Yeah. yeah. Um, Adelaide, you know, it'd been on my bucket list for ages, you know, and then, you know, everyone... I don't know who coordinated the, the it trip. It was actually um, Shorthouse. Yeah, because they organised it when uh, Bubs was at Mount Martha Ah. for that season, and then by the time the test came around, Bubs was back at Red Hill. That's right, with Shorthouse, and then he's he's they've and they still had the tickets. They've gone. Well, all the Mount Martha boys are going. Do you guys want to go as well? And then we just yeah, yeah, that's right, because they were over there, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that was amazing. Um, you know. Great, great venue, great cricket. It was a good terrible beer. <laughs> yeah, they go to the bottom of the urinals. <laughs> <and> they... <laughs> yeah, it's just a recycling system. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was awesome. And before, one last mention. Um, at one of our trip away, the houseboat one, like that. That's got to be worthy of mention. It's like yeah, I was talking to Clock this morning, and he. Uh, in the house, but it'd be good to get it from your perspective. Yeah, well, (laughs) so yeah, it's the first night, and it's everyone's sort of gone to bed, and Ross and I sitting there just you know talking crap, and then the sun starts to come up, and Ross goes, Wouldn't that be a great idea, right? When all the boys wake up, and we're just cruising along the river, it's like, Yeah, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? So it was Ross's idea. Oh, definitely Ross's. I didn't Clock tried to print it on you. No way. He goes, I think it was Super's idea. No, definitely Ross. He goes, look, you steer the boat, I'll get the ropes. We go, yeah, all right. So. Great idea. Yeah, no, but I've driven a lot of houseboats, but it's always been on Lake Yield and, you know, the lake. So never. You can't uh, stuff it up. Never a river. Yeah. So I. I'm backing it out. It's like, yeah, it's like going all right. And then the currents grabbed the back of the boat and just flung it on the bank. It's like, ah. So we're bogged in 
<laughs> in the mud and I'm just revving the crap and we're going nowhere and slowly but surely everyone keeps coming out of their room in their boxer shorts next thing there's eight blokes in their boxer shorts trying to push this thing <laughs> off the bank <laughs> it was the funniest thing and just cursing me it's like but I'm going it wasn't my idea it's like and then <laughs> sure it wasn't big red comes up with the idea of getting the speed boat making it wait rich to his credit work you know he got us off the bank <laughs> big red and then uh yeah drove the boat for the rest of the weekend without incident but uh or a week or whatever it was it was like uh yeah so yeah, I wasn't that, on that one but yeah it was a good trip it would have been very funny Quack was going he was saying that he goes I've just come down to Red Hill and I'm hearing about you went to Bondi and you went to all these places <laughs> your way. and he goes alright where's the triple A this year at Chuka because I live in a Chuka and we pull up at his folks joint first night <laughs> I think that's where I banked it out of it, uh, his house and then didn't uh, didn't Poff Poff tried to walk to KFC or something and <laughs> walked the wrong oh, way there was some strange things <laughs> walked the wrong way and <laughs> yeah Red was having a breakdown relationship in Germany or <laughs> he's 21st oh that's right it was his birthday yeah. wasn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. but yeah you know, it was a good trip but uh yeah so I've cleared my name on that one I'm good we'll have to get Ross's side of the story and no. see, <laughs> see, if it, see if it conflicts any further yeah, yeah, um any other triple A stories did you come to you haven't been to Bondi? No, I'm not, no. not allowed to Bondi. Um, no, rightly so. <laughs> we've had some good, we've had some good times in Bondi. Yeah. Jesus, what a place! Yeah. No, but that was that was good, and yeah, the Adelaide trip. What about the uh, what about the bloke on the hill at Adelaide that was having his dart? Remember that bloke was having a dart on the hill, and then the the security's oh, coming, yes, yeah. and he put it under his foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's you were very strange. impressed. He goes, mate. You go, mate. You're my hero. This is unbelievable. How did you do it? <laughs> and then Brando came back with his bottle of water. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> Went over his head pretty quick. And uh, I think it was just me, you, and and uh, Lincoln. It was when we were sitting there um, when they brought the covers out. And they brought out the 35. Yes, the Fergie. <laughs> they brought, they brought yeah. the 35 tractor out. And going, like it came out of the showroom. It was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I reckon it was a diesel, but you reckon it was a petrol. Yeah, I, I stand by it's petrol. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, yeah, but that was that was a good night, that one. The day-night test. So then yeah. we, got, uh, we got a photo with Gary Lyon. Gary. We got a photo with Gary, and yeah. uh, Hanskin was in the team the yeah. next day. We got a photo with him. Um, yeah, we probably shouldn't have been around the uh, families and that that were sitting around. <laughs> We've been there a while. <laughs> it was quite a long day. I think we uh, we got on the flight at eight, I think it was, and you drove over, didn't you? So yeah. You got there a bit later, but we got on the flight. I think our flight was eight, so we got up at, I don't know, whatever time that would have made it. Probably got up at four or something to get to the airport so by the time it was uh the last session of a day night test we were well and truly hydrated yeah <laughs> it was uh yeah it was a bloody good trip that one wasn't it yeah I remember going over to the casino and talking to those two poms 
and one of them looked like Mike Gatting. Yeah. Remember that? And remember we passed Warney in the foyer? Were you there then? Oh, yeah, he walked past in the... Yeah. yeah, that was in the casino, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's not very tall, is he, Warney? Is he? No. G'day, Warney. Yeah, boys. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he, he was not stopping for nah. me. Um, but I remember standing out there, uh, out on the outside bit at the casino there, talking to those two poms. Yes. And the the one that looked like Gadding was now, a good, good bloke, or, or maybe it was other around. Yeah, yeah. And one of them Shows was saying that um, one of them was saying that Pat Cummins was no good, and we're going, mate, no, what are you talking yeah. about? And then even his mate, the other pom, is going, mate, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's an absolute gun. Like, does everything. He's got control, pace. Bends his back when they need him. Like, this is a pom talking about Pat Cummins and his mate standing there going, Pat Cummins is no good. Yeah, I know. What are you talking about? I wonder what he says these days. (laughs) What are you talking about? You're going about how good Joffre is. Like, what Joffre does once a year, Cummins does every day. Like, yeah. Anyway, that was... And you managed to find a VB in the... um, Back of the fridge. (laughs) The bloke had to blow the dust. (laughs) (laughs) It was better than the... uh, Hang on, I've got one here. Um, and then the last day, we, we'd all gone home and you you stayed for the yeah. last day? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, that was a... So it went into a fifth day. And it's like... So I'm thinking about heading home on the fourth day. It's like, oh... And do you remember it got tight? It got a bit tight that yeah, last night we were there yeah. when Anderson was bowling under lights. Yeah. He, was run, he was going through us and it was like, shit, they, they might knock us over here and have not much to chase. Yeah. Or was we all yeah, they were batting last. And then we ended up, they got through the night and they sort of... But then I'm, I'm driving home the next day listening to it. It's like, oh God, I should have stayed. It's going to be a rain. But in the end, it was a pretty comfortable win. Yeah. We were in the... Um, we went to the pub at Glenelg before the flight and we were watching it on TV. That's right. You were texting me. Yeah. And you were, um, what did you play? I think you played the pokies and bought a better ticket or something. Yeah, I did. I won a hundred bucks and bought a ticket I or did. something. Like, and I, I don't play that. pokies, but it was like, as you know, you had to walk through the casino to get to the ground. So I oh, was just 10 bucks. I was like, yeah, upgraded. Couldn't have worked out better. No. Yeah, that was um, that was definitely a highlight that trip. I don't think we played very well the next week because it was mid-season. Yeah, <laughs> I, think we, I think we got flogged on the weekend. <laughs> we all had a uh, mid-season trip away. It was um, pretty interesting. Definitely, yeah, one I wanted to tick off, so that was a good one. Yeah, well, buddy, hopefully we can do it again. The Poms are back this year, but yeah, who knows? Who knows what the situation's going to be? Um. All right, so before we get to favourite teammates, I skipped one I was going to ask on here. You've had a... F- sounds like you've had a couple of nicknames over the years. Many. But yeah, your main one at, at Red Hill has been Super. Um, how did you get that one and, and any other mem- memorable nicknames you've had? Oh, uh, look, yeah. And I've had countless nicknames and it's like, you know, even at Red Hill. So this year we're playing Heather Hill and um, Dermot's umpiring, right? And uh, he, like you meet people in life, you know, that are, they're good people, genuine, and he's one of those. 
And so we're out there. And from the moment I walked out, he's into me, you know, talking to me and stuff. Yeah, right. Can you be quiet? I'm trying to concentrate on bowling. Oh, yeah, no worries, mate, no worries. So I reckon we're about 10 overs into the game. And he goes, mate, I've got a question. I go, what's that, Derby? He goes, the bloke at Gully's calling you smudger. The bloke behind the wicket's calling you wizard. These blokes are calling you super. What's your nickname? <laughs> I'm going, oh. Well, how long you got? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, well, my name's Chris Smith. Ah, so that's why it's smudger. Yeah. Yeah. Wizard? Oh. I can't explain, Dylan. Move on. Um, super. Ah, oh, super. Okay. You know Danny Minogue's ex-husband, Chris Smith? He goes, yeah, I actually do know him. I'm going, <laughs> well, only you could say that. Yeah. All right, well, you know him. Okay, so he was a model. Ross came up with this idea, you know, supermodel, and it eventually got ta- uh, shortened to super. He goes, oh, I love it. That's really good. Uh, so, so all day. So from then on, it was a super and super. And it's like, so then it was change of innings, and I'd umpired like thirty overs, and I'm about to walk off. He goes, "Hey, super, you can't go off." I go, "Mate, I might have to bat. I don't care. You've got to stay out here." Like, <laughs> mate, the whole. Like, the, that game, you know, John Hill Senior, you know, uh, Scabs, Scabs, you know, <laughs> these blokes, and they yeah. stayed back to, like, 9 o'clock, I think, that night, you know, back at the club, you know. They were... And that's one of the reasons you play cricket, to meet people like that, you know. And We nearly ran a sportsman's night that night. <laughs> we were charging tickets <laughs> yeah, to Doom. Because somebody yeah. warned us. Somebody said, Doom, you know, he's going to hang around. Yeah. Like, he'll tell stories all night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> But his missus was ringing like every half hour. And he's going, and he's just got listening and going. And the last one, he goes, Scabs, answer this and tell her I've just gone to pick up the car. We're on our way. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and on the return trip back to Heatherhill, like uh, they play Baxter Park, like nothing, no clubman. So Dermy backs up his ute, opens the esky, righto, boys. And like, we had a few juniors playing that day toby my son ned and he entertained them for a good half hour oh, you know yeah, yeah. he's just a really gen- yeah you meet people in life that are genuine and he's one yeah no yeah. i remember getting back i must have played in the first or second or something getting back to the club that night and they the, those guys had just left yeah and um I remember there was like a, a pile of empty Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> I was going, Jesus, who was on the Jackson? Yeah. And someone goes, oh, that was Dermy. Yeah. Yeah, bloody hell, Dermy's not driving, is he? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just missed it. That, yeah, that, like I said, that's what you play cricket for, those yeah. sort of memories. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can thank Ross for the, which, and Digger would have loved it. He would have run with it, wouldn't he? Yeah. He would have been all over that nickname. Yeah. Super. Um, and that sort of leads in pretty well to uh, some of your favourite teammates over the years. Yeah. Um, look, like I mentioned before, Shawnee Martin, I think he's probably the bloke I've played the most. Oh, I'll just keep it at Red Hill. Um, Shawnee Martin, yeah, great bloke. Very entertaining. 
what are you doing with the ball? He's go, and he goes, well, it's going this way, and then it's going that way. I'm going, well, that's fantastic. He goes, but I want it to go this way. <laughs> yeah, he's a classic. And I think, you know, the first season we played in the force or whatever it was, you know, he had he come in with that baseball arm. And, you know, okay, Sean, just don't show it early, all right? Wait till they're, you know, in trouble. That's what I always say. Hide it. Yeah. Hide yeah. It. And then, then he go, and then, so it's on. And then he go to ping it and he just spray it. He's going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got it. I think you got it right twice, ever <laughs> for the year. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, he's fine. Um, I got to make mention of Brian, you know, because he's probably the bloke I played the second most amount of cricket with. You know, he's amazing. Like, yeah, you, you, know, you rock up to the ground. He goes right. This bloke's been averaging thirty-eight. He gets most of his runs through cover. He's got a pull shot. You know, it's like. He, he's got a dossier on everyone we play against. <laughs> <Dossier>. <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's amazing. Um, Dill, just for his upbeat, you know, a true keeper style. Um, and yeah, you've got a bit in common with Dill, don't you? Yeah. And then <laughs> my, like, the last two years, uh, like, I hadn't played a lot. Yeah, you know, people I haven't experienced playing with you and uh, Link and all that, obviously. So I'm referring. It won't to be people. long. It won't be long. <laughs> yeah, but I'm on the same slide. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> so, um, so Jay, you know, and I hadn't played a lot with Jay, and then he ended up captaining our premiership side, and and then Nobby, you know, I I hadn't had much to do with Nobby, and he doesn't train a lot, so you don't interact much with him so but the last two years I've played with him and he's like yeah there's well it's not a nickname but he, he just calls me Smith right he thinks he's hilarious <laughs> hey Smith yeah he's gonna do it <coughs> and he's always like he's always doing this look-alike thing he goes hey Smith you reckon he looks like a junior and a tunga I go yeah Nobby <laughs> he goes yeah Rashid Khan I go and he goes Smith check this bloke out he looks like Def Jans and for the younger players at home, Jeff Jans was a celebrity chef in the early days, right? I'm going, you're off your tree, Nobby. But the, the funniest thing is, he doesn't realise he's morphing into Friar Tuck. <laughs> he's got this little patch on his head. The big bit, you know. Friar yeah, he's a classic. Uh, sweaty little man. Yeah. But uh, very competitive, awesome cricketer. So it's been, yeah. So as people slide down, uh, you know, it's been good to play with. Uh, and um, funny moments on grounds. I've got to tell this one. Yeah, right? Go on. Because yeah. I've heard all the other blokes talk about these funny moments. So we're playing a game at Red Hills on the big ground, right? Anyway, we're, we're playing with Smitty, right? Um, part-time jockey, full-time clown, right? <laughs> So, suspended again, Smitty. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, it's mid-over, right? And the next thing, he's just bolting. I'm going, all right, the diuretics are kicked in, you know. He needs to go relieve <laughs> he's him. Gotta so go. He's going to the toilet. So, he's running towards, you know, those uh, toilets outside. And the next thing, he runs past the toilets, past the nets, past the sheep pavilion, past the old tennis. <laughs> and that's the last time I saw him. 
gone. Uh, and I'm going, Brian, he's going, super concentrate on the game. I'm going, but mate, he's just, don't, don't worry about that, just concentrate on the game. And he just kept running, <laughs> like Forrest Gump. He just kept going. <laughs> so, it's like, that, that was one of the strangest things I've ever seen. It was like, yeah, and Brian's just cracking it. It's like, get, concentrate, but Brian, he's, uh, no. <laughs> he didn't care. Yeah, yeah. And the other funny one, i got to mention this. So, Digger, yeah, as I said before, he got me to the club. And we're playing. And he, he's always said, oh, you know, my eyes are shot. Yeah, yeah, I had you know, the forklift accident when I was a kid. I always thought it was an excuse to get out of doing jobs with the junior footy. You know, I can't see, you know, I can't be a runner, I can't be trained, whatever that goes. Anyway, <laughs> so I reckon it's the first game I've played with Digger and we're down sky, shocking over it, right? And we're, this, this bloke's hit it, right? And Digger's out there and, and they're all going, and he's like, he's got his arms out. They're all going, left, left, left. I just pissed myself. <laughs> and he's responded, yeah, he's right over left and got the ball. And, uh, but, uh, to his credit, right, so maybe half a dozen games later, we're playing at Rosebud, and this bloke has laced a drive, right, and Digger's just stuck out his hand and plucked it. So I'm still not really sure if he's telling the truth or not. So, because it was an amazing catch. I'm going, he caught it. He caught Clean as a whistle, one <laughs> hand straight in. It's like I go, never seen him I, take a catch. No, I'm going or touch the ball. <laughs> I, I'm going. I don't know which is the real digger here. No, uh, he can't have. If he saw it, he wouldn't have caught it. But he had to extend his arm. Yeah, it's he not. Just, he just threw it out. Yeah, and it's hit it. And it, he's like, what? yep, shelling peas. <laughs> shelling peas. <laughs> uh, um, one thing, Dylan. Dylan listened to my episode with Nobby, and he said. Some days he just, he can't keep because he's got Nobby and Dominic. Yeah. That's like, the worst cordon. He's like, I, I have an aneurysm yeah, yeah. listening to what they talk about. And, and, and he's going, what are you talking about? And I'll just give it to, like, change of ends. I'm going, how do you do it? It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm in the outfield. He loves that team, Bill. Yeah, it's a good little, uh, good little third eleven. That one I won't be long before I find my way there. I don't think. No, hopefully I'm still there. Maybe, might be this year. Who knows? How long we've been going? Oh, we've got an hour. Beautiful. All right, so we might wrap it up with this one that I like to wrap it up with. Um, what do you think it is that makes Red Hill uh, such a such a great club? We all sort of agree that it's a pretty good joint, pretty good club. Um, I know everyone probably says that about their club but I do think Red Hill has something a little bit different about it Um, so what do you think what do you think it is because I've been listening to your past podcast you know it's it's sort of stimulated my thought on it it was like I played so I didn't throw in I had a year at Berwick just I wanted to experience turf cricket so that, that was DDCA and they're a really strong club, you know. Um, Upper Beak, obviously, Dramat, you know, so so. But you know, they were going through struggling times. So I don't want to. And in six months, you really can't make a judgment. So what what I found interesting is Nobby mentioned the ground, and I'd never thought of that. 
Yeah, you know the environment. Saying, I, yeah, I hadn't thought of it until he actually said that as well. No, hang on, yeah. And yeah. like Upper Beak was the same tree line, country, you know, very similar things, you know. And I'm going, yeah, that's probably a good point, but uh, I think it goes deeper than that, you know. Um, I think it, from when I, I've got there, you know, you've had strong committees, strong leadership, you know, Kenny. Ross, important. Um, Fluff, definitely. I think Brian now stepping up to the role, I think he's super important. Yourself, you know, people that are willing, because I, I know having done it, it's, it's a, you know, it's a burden sometimes to do it, the committee work, but, you know, you're all willing to step up. So I think that's one thing, strong committee. Um, I think... And I, Upper Beak probably not so, but now they are apparently now, you know, really strong juniors. So you got the family aspect coming through. I think that makes a huge difference. You know, and now that I'm involved with juniors, like that's probably where I'm more involved, helping out Ash and that sort of thing. So I think the fact that you have women and children and, you know, people that, and that that does you know you you go up some days you know and that um there'd be four or five partners wives watching and you know um and someone else mentioned segregation and at Berwick there was segregation you know like the ones sort of kept to themselves and you know and then the twos and then the rest you know it's like well, I think they had five six teams although sometimes. I wish Glenn would segregate himself from the rest of the group because yeah, but social distancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you, you come to training some days, you'd be feeling all right, and in 10 minutes, Glenn's just pulled you down three pegs. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's a great level up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, so I think all those things, but I, and one thing that's probably underestimated is Simon Dart. Like, um, I wish I had Simon at your age or Lincoln Bub's age, you know, as that influence. I never had that. And it's very, you probably don't get it, but, um, to have a bloke, you know, a lot of people come out of higher cricket for the cash, right? Let's be honest. He came with a passion and a drive still to be his best, but to make other people better. And I think, you know, he's established a really good um, ethic, you know, and I that'll carry on through slacking and all that. But, you know, he, I used to just sit there sometimes and listen to him, you know, you know, he'd do his old, you know, things. But I wish, yeah, at a younger age, I'd had that influence. You know, I would have been a better cricketer. And he's obviously made... A lot of you better cricketers yeah so yeah 100 percent. like we probably took it for granted a little bit at the time um just how good and how influential he has been and i was talking to marto the other day and um the premierships we've won even though you know he's obviously been a massive part of that through his individual performance but through all those years Pretty much everyone else in the team has overachieved as well. Yeah. 
because of that. So, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, like you said, every, pretty much every cricketer that's played for a, you know, a, a chunk of that time has got better. Correct. And has yeah. improved and yeah. has contributed more over the years. And, you know, just the way he structures it up, you know, training, you do fielding, you know, you do it all. It's like, yeah. Um, and you'd be surprised how many clubs don't do that and how many blokes just rock up might run half a lap you know not you know and just straight in the nets yeah but and he got you thinking as well like and that you know cricket's a mind game as well like footy's all instinct as you know you know it's what you don't think you don't have time to think but cricket you do it's like and i think that's and one other thing and that never happened wherever i've been is the Thursday night meal. So credit to Ross and Sam Colbo and people like that mm. that do that. But it it makes you sit down and it makes you... Well, it makes you stay for a start. People aren't straight out the door. Mm. I know it happens more regularly in football clubs. Yeah. But, you know, and people... I There's a culmination of a whole lot of things that make it a good club, you know, and... Yeah, that's right. It's never going to be just one no. thing. It's a it's a bunch of things. But yeah, yeah that Thursday night meal we definitely take that for granted as yeah. well. Like, and I reckon there'd be there'd be a, a lot of clubs. Probably, oh, how would you know? But probably probably fifty percent of clubs just wouldn't even do meals. No, ever. Like mm. you might have your function it, nights yeah. and that's it. But and we get it every single week. Yeah, like, and and if we don't get one, we're like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, it's a meal. Like, yeah. yeah, so yes, <laughs> and yeah. A lot of people do that, like Dill has his beer and um, Chris Tapman, you know, a lot of people have input, but that's I know something Rob... that, That's something that has been around Red Hill for as long as I can remember. Really? We've always had... Oh, there was a, the patch there when we were really struggling and we didn't have any numbers and it, it dropped away a little bit just because there was no point. You'd be making a meal for four people. Yeah. Like, it sort of dropped off then, but, you know, when I was a kid and we had six teams back then, there was always meals. It's yeah. always... Just must have just been a red hill thing. It's always had meals. Yeah, it's just something you take for granted. That, yeah, it's, but it's it's a combination of all those things. Like, you know, no segregation. You know, it's a good club. Yeah, there, yeah. that it's a good point that'll be made about the actual location. You know, it's such a nice setting, yeah. and you know, you got the outdoor space. You got. You know, the grounds themselves are, are nice grounds. Good grounds, you know, is what it is. But the chip's really nice and the playgrounds and netball courts now. And like, like Nobby said, your kids can just be there all yeah, day. Silly, and yeah. Like, you know, it's not some ground in the middle of Frankston or something where, you know, you don't want to be there really. Yeah. Like, yes. No, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Very, uh, yeah, and it, yeah. It, I think I said on that one, it's sort of a, a bit of a location thing like main ridge is really nice yeah. Flinders is really nice so we're lucky in that sense but yeah you still gotta still gotta make it a good place and that but the beauty that you have over main ridge and flinders is you got two grounds so yeah. you're always engaged with the other team as well like, yeah it's always that i get a bit, bit closer in there i might play thirds but i get to watch the ones and twos you know, yeah as well so yeah that's a massive thing there's yeah. not, not that many clubs have got no. two grounds on the same site really no. like you know we're trying to find a ground you know a third ground at the moment 
for the fifths and sixths for the odd week and it's like they can go to Mornington or they, they can go to Mount Eliza or you know there's a few options and it's like yeah you'd rather than be at Red Hill hmm. I still reckon we could squeeze a little ground <laughs> under the you know those two tennis I sports. might get my century yeah I reckon <laughs> I reckon we could have a little ground in there it'd be like an under tens ground yeah. maybe the sixths be tiny but it'd be perfect they could use the shed as the rooms I reckon it'd work. I reckon we've got to push that through the council somehow. Build a little ground here. Be on a slope. That's all right. The chips on a slope. Oh, like I said, Upper Beak was a huge slope. It was amazing. Lords is on a slope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven meters or something. Over. It's huge. Yeah, it doesn't you do don't it realize it. Yeah, TV no. doesn't do it justice. No, huge. it's not to you there that you realize it. No. All right, Chris, you got anything? To, got anything else to add? Covered everything. I think so, haven't we? I think that's it. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Go D's. No, I'm on the, I'm on the Bulldogs. Uh, I reckon they can get them. Sorry, Dill. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn. Uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be all over. We'll hold it back until yeah. after. Yeah. I'll change the end. Uh, uh, either will be worthy winners, I reckon. You'd have to go for the demons, wouldn't you? No. You can't have the dogs getting three. That's just the gap between No, dogs. no, no. Do you realise... The and the Saints get Do you realise if the Ds win, St Kilda is then the worst performing team in the last 60 years? What do you mean, do I realise that? <laughs> I've already... Re- I've well, officially. That. <laughs> well, they, they haven't won since 58. We won in 66, so... I've already realised you're the worst performing team. <laughs> no, before that, it was you. Put paid to that. Yeah. All right, wrap it up. Thank you, mate. See, I'll see you on the next episode, whoever that is. Any suggestions? Send them in. All right, Chris has forgot one thing he wanted. He's forgotten one thing he wanted to mention. It's the really funny one-liners that just floor you. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about funny things you see on a cricket field, right? But it's the funny things you hear. You know, not your average sledge. You know, your mother wears gum boots or whatever, but. It's those really crafty one-liners that get under batsman's skin, and you can see him, you know, twitching. You know, it's. Uh, I imagine Mocky, you're very good at it. Um, I'm sure you've got examples of it. I'm not very good myself, but the best one, probably the best one I've heard. I don't know how. I don't know how much it actually unsettled the batsman, but it was absolutely hilarious when he said it. It was Nobby. It was in a first game years ago. Marto remembers this. It was uh, the bloke just played a shot that was out of nowhere, like just out of the blue, and Nobby's gone. He's hit the wrong button on the PlayStation. <laughs> and we just lost it. It was, it was hilarious. I don't think it actually unsettled him, but God, it was funny. No, but it, you know, I wish over the years, I wish I carried a notebook with me, you know. And you're right, you could write the best novel, you know, anecdote book, you know. The, you know, of the really good one-liners that, you know, not only floor your teammates, but floor the opposition, you know, is, uh, and the ump, you know, when the umpire's laughing, you know, <laughs> you've got a really good one, so. Schmitty was pretty good for them. Yeah. He was hit and miss, but someone yeah. got one right, it was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, he is one, like, and very hit and miss, like, some, some were just not wash, but some were just crackers, but like I said, one of God's clowns, you know. <laughs> God's clowns. <laughs> Schmitty. 
Yeah, and no, I just had to bring that one up. Forgot about that. Very funny. Thank you. All right, that's a little postscript. All right. Thanks, Mocky. So there's a chat with Chris. Very enjoyable chat with Super. Hopefully the face-to-face thing went well and hopefully there's more of that to come. I have the next episode recorded and ready to go over the next few days. So that next guest has a lot to live up to after Chris, but I'm sure that will be just as enjoyable. So keep the suggestions coming for people you would like on in the future. I appreciate them very much and keep listening and enjoy.